0: So we do a live training every Monday in the next chapter at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. But then that recording stays inside that group for at least a month. It's usually in there longer than that, where you can go back and watch it. So we had done a training. And yesterday, what we did was we we made it even more specific. So the training was more around what's the difference between setting boundaries with someone you're in a healthy relationship with and someone who is a toxic person in your life, because those are very different, but boundaries are necessary in both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what we want to do today is like, I just want to share my little tidbit of how I failed at boundaries. Leah will, will share hers. And we want you guys in the comment section to just tell us, does this resonate with you? Are you this person that struggles with boundaries? You know, when I first got divorced in 2008, I kissed a man's ass for eight years. I tell that story all the time, because, A, I didn't have any self worth. I didn't have any confidence. I thought that kissing his ass was the best thing to do. Let him run my life because that'll keep him, you know, tamer. That'll keep him happier. This man was angry. Yeah. I think you were afraid of what he would do. I was scared to death of him. I was scared to death of him taking back to court. I was scared to death of him telling the whole town, which he, I mean, all the things he did, anyways. So it's like I was kissing a man's ass with no boundaries for myself just to prevent what he was doing anyways. And it's like, I don't know how long, well, it took me eight fucking years to like bump my head and figure the fuck out. But that fear, I feared setting a boundary and him making it worse for me, making it Mm -hmm. worse for my kids, telling his lawyer, telling the judge, you know, she's being a bitch. And I knew I was already abrasive. I'm just kind of not that like, you know, I'm not much of a people pleaser to most people, but to him I was, you know? And so that fear of him judging me and then telling everyone else that I was being rude and keeping him from his kids, which we did 50-50. So I don't know how he thought that was fucking humanly. Like in my mind now, I look back on it and I'm like, Sam, you're a fucking idiot. How did you think you were keeping his kids from him when you were doing 50-50 already? You know, like there was so many things like he would accuse me of and I'm like, but I'm doing that. But I fe- I do it more because I feared getting in trouble. And I let his words and his action and his intimidation and his just overall being dictate who I was for eight fucking years, who I was as as a parent inside my own home, how I would run my own home in a way to make sure he wasn't mad at me. And I know that may sound crazy to some of you or that are not in divorce, but please give me some hearts or some, like, let me know that I'm not alone in that, that I feared like fucking up in my own home that he would hold it against me. Now you guys, I've had 300 court appearances. So there there is a logic behind my fear that I knew he was going to take me to court for something little to something big, because that's just what he did. And I I, I look back on it now being this confident person that understands boundaries, that understands my own self-worth, that has tremendous confidence now. And I look back at that woman and think, okay, it's what you had to do when you had to do it. But thank God you woke up. (laughs) Thank God you got help. Thank God you became somebody different and have the confidence I have now because what fast forward, spoiler alert, my kids no longer go to their dads because they saw me show confidence. They saw me have self-worth. They saw Mm -hmm. me have boundaries. And they started to implement them with their own high conflict, toxic father. And to where they were like, enough is enough. Mom said it was enough is enough. I'm thinking enough is enough. And I never coached them on leaving their dad. They just saw me have all this confidence within myself with him and with other people that were toxic. And then they slowly started weeding people out because their dad wasn't the only person they got rid of. They got rid of toxic friends. They got rid they changed teachers. Some of them did. My son changed teachers because there was a few toxic teachers that just didn't like him. Um, and my daughter just, I mean, she'd switched two of her classes because these teachers were just too toxic, you know, and so it's like me getting that confidence changed their whole perspective in life too. So, mm-hmm. but I sucked at it guys. Boundaries. I was like, boundary, what? Like, no. It's a practice
0: and it's always something to work on. It's, I don't think yeah. anybody ever gets to a point in their life where they're like, I'm done. I don't got to work on myself anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. boundaries is always, it, they're always something that's going to come up and you're going to have to kind of navigate and touch base with yourself and figure out how you feel and why you feel this way. And is this something you have to communicate? And But yeah, like going back to what we're doing yesterday, it's like, it's very different. I mean, we used your example yesterday too, with you and your mom, but like you can have a healthy relationship with somebody and still have something happen that makes you uncomfortable or makes you feel like you're spread too thin or taken advantage of or whatever, Yeah, where you have to implement a boundary. And there's ways that you can communicate that without feeling like a bitch. Like you, you don't have to feel like I'm being an asshole by telling you, you know, this is how I feel. But here's one thing you have to remember is when you're setting boundaries, like it's not about keeping people out. It's about protecting your own well-being. So when you set boundaries, right. you can't be expecting the person you're setting a boundary with to change. You can't right. change that person. You can communicate how you feel and what your needs are, and then they have a choice. They get to decide whether or not they want right. to respect your boundary or if they don't, and then you have to say, okay, well, then this is my consequence. I'm not going to go, or we're not going to talk, or we're not going to be friends or whatever right. the consequence would be for you. You know, And that just
1: kind of made me think like, you also have, have to have boundaries with your attorney as well as you're going through this process. Like there's got to be a boundary where I had to tell my attorney, I, I think it was early on with my third, like around 2013, 14, that I said, look, you're only contacting me if it is life or death type of information, don't send me and contact me and ruin my day with this bullshit accusatory shit that he's been doing the past two years. Like it, nothing. If there's no evidence attached in the fucking pamphlet of the motion that he files for whatever reason, don't even fucking tell me about it till the last minute. Like, because all that happened for me was like my attorney would just be like, I would, she would get me all riled up. And then now I'm parenting bad. I'm not a good daughter. I'm not a good coworker. Like, and it would just, I would spiral out of control because my attorney was just like triggering me all the fucking time. And it was like, I can't, I can't be listening to this shit all the time. And while other clients of hers might've been great at that, I was not one that could handle it. I would fucking spiral. And I was getting motion after motion after, Hey, let's try this motion. Let's try this motion. He was motioning for everything. And so it was really distracting to my day-to-day life. So I had to set a boundary with my attorney. Like, look, bitch, don't be calling me unless you absolutely fucking need to. Don't email me, don't fucking send shit in the mail without you saying, hey, Sam, this happened. I'm sending you something, prepare for it. Because she would just send me shit in the mail and I'd be like opening it at three o'clock in the afternoon while my kids just got off the out of the car with me from daycare and like school. The and then I'm spiraling while I'm supposed to be parenting. And you know, so I had to set a boundary with myself. Sam, if you get mail, you don't open it until the kids are asleep. All your housework is done. You're prepared for the next day. Your mom is on standby to listen to you call and bitch and talk out, you know, whatever's happening in that mailing. Mm-hmm. But before I set that boundary, I was opening the mail as soon as I got home from work. And then now I'm, you know, kids go to your room. I need to talk on the phone. And it was just like, you, nothing would have changed from three o'clock to five o'clock or 10 o'clock to open that mail. Like, mm-hmm. come on. So a lot of you need to work on your own boundaries with yourself. As you go through this divorce. That's step
0: one. Is yeah. like you have to check in with yourself and go, okay, what what do I need? What are my mm-hmm. needs? Yeah. And what are my limits? Right. And once you understand that, it becomes a little easier to communicate that to whoever you're, you need to communicate it with right. when you're trying to set a boundary.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it, also, it's like I can't eat late at night. All it does is upset my stomach and I wake up with horrible anxiety in the morning. Like I have finally tapped into what causes my morning anxiety it's because when I eat late at night, I don't know if my body just doesn't have time to like get it out of my system. So then I wake up because you guys have colitis, spoiler alert. I talk about that all the time. I have colitis. So I shit 25 times a day sometimes. And if I eat late, my body can't process that. So I've been holding my poop all night. And then I wake up like... <gasps> I got to go to the bathroom because I ate mm-hmm. late where if I eat like a normal six, seven o'clock at the latest, I have time to digest it, get rid of it, go have a nice sound sleep. And again, that might be TMI, but some of you that are sitting there, you've never told anybody you have colitis. There's quite a few of us out there that have colitis. Yeah. So I eat dinner like, at like four. <laughs> you do eat super early. I'm like, are you having a snack? No, this is dinner. I'm like, <laughs> do people aren't even off work yet. What are you doing? Eating dinner so much, but you know, having the boundaries with yourself, having boundaries with Jared. You know, I talked about this yesterday a little bit. Like sometimes you just have to speak up and say, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Like I know, Like some days he's like, "Can I go with you on a walk?" Mm, no. <laughs> like that walk yeah, is not okay. <laughs>
0: that's your need. Like you're yes, just being yeah. honest with yourself. And some people are like, "That's selfish." No, it's not. Mm-hmm. If I know that I'm just going to be irritated if if they're coming along with me because I was looking forward to having some alone time where I can clear my mind and just be with myself. And that's what I fucking need. And I need to communicate that with my partner and say, no, you know what? I'm going to go do my own thing right now. And if it's a healthy, open communication kind of relationship, they should respect that because if they're taking it personally, that's just a whole nother issue.
1: Right. And so, you know, anxiety and boundaries, I think go together for me. I'm one that has, you know, chronic anxiety, but I don't a lot lately because of, I figured out the food thing, but also because I have boundaries with myself, with Jared, with my own children, um with my mm-hmm. older children especially and then it's just like once you have those with people that love you and they respect the boundaries then it's like why do i give a shit with people that i don't really like why is that boundary yeah. so hard i don't even like them or those. you can
0: then you can also tell when you try to set a boundary if the response you get from from someone is toxic like we went over that yesterday too we talked about all the toxic responses that you might get when you're trying to set a boundary Uh and then you can see those so much more clearly, right? If you set a boundary and then somebody immediately gets defensive or pissed off, that is a that's them. That's about them. And they need to deal with that and work through that.
1: Right. And so I was talking about that yesterday in the training about my ex-husband for the longest time. I really thought if I kissed his ass, he'd stop being angry. And he's Mm -hmm. just an angry person. He's angry that makes sense. I mean, because
0: I see a lot of comments coming in of like, yeah, this is my situation you just spent how many years with this person walking right. on eggshells oh, tiptoeing yeah. around because mm-hmm. you didn't want to poke the bear. You didn't want to get pissed him mm-hmm. off. You didn't want to wind up in another fight. So that's your programming. You're now programmed to still, even though you're divorced or co-parenting, not living together, whatever your situation is, right. You're programmed to tiptoe around. Don't poke the bear, walk on eggshells. You don't want to piss them off, especially when legal shit is involved because then you're like, well, now he's going to take it to the judge and he's going to tell his attorney and then I'm going to get in trouble. And am I doing the wrong thing? And it's just this whole spiral that ends up happening.
1: Right. And I, and I think, I think for, for those of us that struggle with that boundary with that high conflict person, it's just what we're so used to. You know, I have so many clients just say, but I'm so used to kissing ass. I'm so used to just complying. I'm just so used to being the one that does it because it's easier and it's not because you're really just taking your own self-worth and just throwing it out the window and placing them of a higher value over yourself. And guess who's watching you do that? Your children. And so then you wonder why your children don't stand up for themselves with friends or with teachers or with coaches or with their, uh, their high conflict parent. You wonder why, you know, you go to your kid, you're like, you should speak up. You should say that. Oh, really, mom? Because um, I haven't heard you speak up yet. You keep kissing a man's ass that calls you a bitch and a cunt every single day that doesn't make sense, mom. Right. Like, oh yeah. That's, I mean, your kids are going to tell you the truth. Like at some point and be like, you expect me to do that, but you don't do that. I mean, it's a whole, like, when we have bigger parents <laughs> telling their kids, you don't eat that. It's like, but we see you eat it. So why can't I eat it? Right. You know, like you are the example and it's with everything. It's exercise, it's food. It's what you watch on TV. It's how you dress. It, I mean, it's everything. Why wouldn't it go to the extent of how, you interact with your ex, your kids are watching. If they sense fear, your kids are going to be fearful. And for some of you, that's reality that that your high conflict person is scary. But for some of you, it's just your intimidation. Now your kids are intimidated, you know, and if you don't hold a boundary and I'm not talking about going in and throwing, you know, the hammer down and being a complete bitch or, you know, control freak or an asshole. I'm just saying show a respectful boundary, you know, and that's it. And for me, my kids were like, are you sure, mom? Are you sure you're not going to do that? Are you sure you're not going to go do that for him? Are you sure you're not going to respond? I'll never forget. We were at the kitchen table one time and they could hear I had his text message set to a bark because he had a dog. He had a a German shepherd that just was on a chain all the time and never walked it. And it made my heart break. And so I set his text to a a bark. And so we were sitting at the kitchen table and this is when I was gaining my confidence. And anymore, their whole childhood, because they were divorced kids at the age of one and three. And we're sitting at the kitchen table like 10 and 11, 10 and 12. And they heard the whoa, 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 whoa. And they're like, mom, dad just text you. And I was like, I know. They're like, no, 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 mom, dad. That was dad. Dad just texted you. And I was like, I know, kiddos. He can wait. And they were like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, shit. I mean, they're you could just tell anything. the look. They were like, but mom, he expects you to answer. Mm-hmm. So then in my mind, I'm like, what conversations are going on when he texts me, your mom, what the fuck is she doing? Is she out? Is she not going to, you know, like then on my mind was like, wow, I've trained them that if he barks, literally, I jump and say, what do you need? And so I had to retrain them that I'm not jumping at him. Mm-hmm. He can wait. You guys are here. You're safe and sound. There's nothing he needs. that's that important. It can wait. It can yeah. wait till we're, until we're done with dinner. So then by me doing that, you guys. When it came to him texting them constantly at my house, wanting to know where they're at, what they're doing, who's there, what am I doing, you know, all that shit. They got to the point where they're like, we're busy. We can wait. We don't have to respond right now. We're doing something. And so it took a long time because I trained them for years that if he yells, I say, huh, what, what do you need? And so that was a hard habit to break. Mm -hmm. But listening to them say, but mom, you don't understand. He just, and I'm like, wow, I did that. I trained them. And we do it
0: like we don't realize we're, we're doing it, but that's why all that work, like doing your own inner work is so important because everything you learn, all of the habits you have, your coping mechanisms, everything, your communication skills, yeah, everything you have is what your kids are learning. You're Mm -hmm. modeling for them. So every time you do this, do something for yourself, whether it's reading personal development books. Yes. Journaling, being a part of support groups, doing group coaching, you know, listening to certain podcasts, any personal development you're doing to heal yourself and break patterns. We're talking generational shit. I mean, we went into this last night. There's generational patterns that you have just because of the home that you grew up in and the people who raised you, who were doing the same thing year after year, after year, after year. So you have like programming that you have to undo. You have to reprogram mm-hmm. some of your beliefs and, and some of the ways that you do things. And every time you work on yourself, you're becoming a not only a better version of yourself for you, but then your kids get a better version of you. And they're learning all the shit that would have yeah. made your life a lot easier right. when you were their age. I mean, there's right. so much stuff I know now that if I fucking would have known, I would have made completely different oh, choices in life. I had to girl, learn so many things same. the hard way because- These weren't conversations that I heard growing up. People weren't reading personal development books. People weren't talking about boundaries. People were talking about healthy coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. This wasn't a conversation, you know? And so it took me until my late late 30s to start really taking some of this in and doing the work for myself. And that is now, now my daughter gets to benefit from all of the work I'm doing for me.
1: I remember personal development when I was a kid was like that self-help section in the, in Barnes and Noble and stuff was like for the crazies. Yes. And I remember
0: the specific feeling Uh when I walked in one of those bookstores one day and I asked somebody who worked there, can you tell me where the self-help section is? And I just felt like yep. mm-hmm. something was just active, right? right? Like go, I need the manual on how to human because I'm not doing it right. Can you <laughs> show me where the section is? Right. You know, it's like you just right. feel weird. And now it's it's I think becoming more a part of Yeah. The conversation because now we're here now with the with social media, all of the gurus and the coaches yep. and the whatever everybody's talk telling talking about this and saying that this helps and recommending books and, and all of these
1: morning routines and all of the things so now we're a right. little bit
0: more aware and I think people are more accepting of it.
1: Well, and I, and I think, you know, there's a couple of comments that I just, I got to help you. And I know that we're not supposed to help too much because we want people to go into the next chapter and get a training. But for those of you that are struggling with a boundary, with a high conflict X, you know, I did it for eight years where I kissed ass. And then it's just like, again, I just woke up. I was in really good therapy. Um, I was reading a ton of personal development books, not about narcissism, not about high conflict people. I was reading personal development books about me. I was reading books about how to be more confident. I was reading books about how to have a better routine, how to get up in the morning and put your feet on the floor and do the things and habits and all these things. I was just reading books about wealth. I was reading books about um, being a good mom. All the things I, I wasn't doing, I was reading books about. I wasn't reading about him. I already knew what I already knew him. I already knew I already did that for eight years too. By the way, I read books all about him, and all it did was keep me in a negative mindset. Once I started reading books about what I wanted to become, and I was manifesting mm-hmm. all those things, like yeah, I want to be a good mom, I want to be organized, I want to get up early, I, w- it started happening. Right. So when somebody says like I feel trapped, it's been nine years. How do you all of a sudden do you have boundaries? For me, it was literally like I wrote a list of all the things that I really didn't like about myself with him, like what I was allowing. I wrote about situations that made my stomach hurt, made me feel uncomfortable. I wrote everything Mm -hmm. that I just wish I could have, in a perfect world that would change, I wrote a list. And then I just wrote a boundary next to all of them. Like Mm -hmm. to stop feeling this way, I have to do this dirty task. To stop feeling this way, I have to do this hard task. To stop doing this, I have to implement this boundary. And you guys, when I say that I failed repeatedly and reverted back, repeatedly I reverted back. Yeah. Sometimes it was hour by hour. Sometimes it was day by day. I could do a whole day where I didn't consume myself with thinking about how to not make him upset. And then there'd be other days where it's like 20 minutes would go by and I'd be like, God, I thought about it 10 times. You know, like it was every it's day definitely was simple. not immediate. It's not no, it has no. an immediate
0: change. It's something that you just Practice. have to be consistent with, but you have to do things differently. If you keep getting the same results in your life. It's because you're doing the same Same things things. over and over. Mm -hmm. You have to do something differently and make a new choice that is outside of your comfort zone to get a different result.
1: Yeah. And so like just the phone thing at the beginning, it was literally when he would bark, I would set a timer for five minutes. If I could get five minutes where I didn't have a panic attack of not messaging him back, it was a fucking win. And then sometimes I would stretch it to 15 and then it went to a half hour. And you guys, I'm talking like one whole week. I worked on five minutes, one whole week. I worked on 15 minutes. And like, because I thought the longer he waits, the more angry he's going to get, the longer he waits, the more trouble I'm going to be in. And slowly but surely I was retraining him. Bitch is going to wait five minutes. Now she's going to wait 15. Now she's waiting a half hour. And then sometimes I'd wait 24 hours. I got really cocky and confident with it. where I was like, you don't need me. You're just trying to fuck with me. But at the beginning, I, was, I mean, you guys, I was such a lap dog. Like, what do you need? Right. I'm here to service you. Even though I had the kids with me, I would still be like, oh, you need the answer to this question? Let me service you. He was going to hate me regardless. Right, like, right. I was doing that's all the, this work for that's nothing. That's the thing. You can't win. No. I mean, you, you can't win. No. And I love
0: this. I want to just touch on this question. This is a really great example. Someone says, how do you set boundaries when X is villainizing you to your child? Telling my oldest, it's my fault. He doesn't see him anymore. And now my oldest acts so angry right now towards me. You can't. Yeah. What you're talking about is how do I change someone? You have no control over your ex and what they're going to say and what they're going to do. So if you struggle with hearing about what your ex is saying, then your boundary is to your child or your ex or who, whoever is, Please don't talk to me about that anymore. Or I don't want to hear that anymore because when you hear it, it's upsetting. But you have no control over what your ex is saying and doing. You know that—that's that, the thing I think people have struggled with a lot yes. with boundaries is they—you can't change someone. A boundary is for you. You. Right. Your boundary is how do I protect my well-being? How do I express my needs and my limits? I can't change anybody right. else. I can just decide if I'm going to participate in something or not, or I can decide, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to ha- have a conversation. I'm not going to be in this relationship. I'm not going right. whatever It could be. There's, there's, there's a spectrum, but it's not about changing someone else's behavior. It's communicating how you feel. And then that person can either respect your bounty or or not. And if they don't, okay, then what, then what's your next step? What is your consequence? Then, okay, right. I'm, I'm not going to have this conversation with you or how are you, you have to figure out what you want to do is that, but, you can't change someone. That's
1: right. And when it comes to your child, you guys, if you know, early on, you have a high conflict parent that you're going to be having to work with or work counter. Most of the time, you really have to zone in and spend less energy trying to change your ex as Leah was talking about and spend so much more energy on your relationship with your child. Your child should know that that's a lie. Your child should know that that's not the truth. And again, I think this subject matter is more adult oriented. So depending on how old your child is, I would look my child square in the face and say, you and I both know that is not true. That is a false reality that your dad is living in. That is not why you don't see your dad. And when you're older, I would explain it to you. Or maybe he is old enough to hear a little portion of the truth. We're keeping conversations under five fucking minutes, five, nothing over five is worth talking to a child about because this is a child you're talking to. But when it comes to that kiddo, you're putting your hatred and your resentment and your anger in the wrong direction. I understand you don't quite understand this whole concept, but your dad has given you a creative story that does not even resemble exactly what happened and this mm-hmm. is an adult conversation between husband and wife issues this is not a mom or dad issue and it comes down to your child trusting that you are a truth teller trusting that you know your child and you've built that foundation with your child already that they can come to you and ask a question hey i heard that you did the x y and z hey somebody said and told me this 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 and you should be able to say that's not true that's any, not even close to what happened mm-hmm. so this anger sometimes is from children that number one have been told a lie and it's never been corrected or number 2 they feel so loyal to the parent they fear that they will punish you because they fear that parent not liking them so in this case i'm and i'm not i don't know the story specifically but i'm just guessing maybe dad has told this child something to where he comes across squeaky clean and it's mom's fault even though dad has probably done something wrong but because mom's not ruthless and going to tell and spill the beans she's going to take the brunt of the story because this child feels like Well, dad has to be telling the truth because there's no way he's evil. I don't want to believe that he's evil. I don't want to believe he's done something wrong. So therefore, I'm going to lash out at mom because she has to be the problem. And that child deep down knows that you're going to love him regardless. So it's easier to punish you and be a piece of shit to you and be mean to you and be hateful to you. Because if he's mean to dad and tells dad off in this story, dad may run. Yeah. Yeah. Also
0: learn the truth. I mean, maybe not as quick as you want them to, but they do get older and like figure it out and notice patterns for themselves. And the, the, you know, parental alienation is kind of being trickled here in our comments and that could very well be as well. We did two huge trainings on parental alienation Mm -hmm. in the next chapter. So if you want to learn more than that, more about it, there's two workshops, two hours of training on parental alienation, get in there um, and watch those trainings. Yes.
1: Yeah. So you guys, we are going to jump off. We hope you loved uh, this little chat about boundaries and us sharing a lot of personal stuff inside there. And if this is something you love, make sure you give it a follow and, and like it and leave a comment for us so we can check that out.